Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com. Now, let's enjoy this week's message. Y'all can go ahead and be seated if you can after all that. My goodness. Can y'all just tell them one more time how cool that was? My Lord. (laughs) Happy New Year, guys. Turn around and high five somebody and just tell them Happy New Year. How cool is it that you're in church? (laughs) Man, Happy New Year, Kenneth Colby. I heard you. Man, let's just pray real quick. My heart's about to bust. God, you are so cool. You orchestrated that whole thing. Man, we could just all say amen and go home. We could all just say amen and go home. You've already shown up in a mighty way, God. Thank you for that. Thank you for what you've already done. But God, you know, you and I have been talking. I think maybe, just maybe, we've got the cherry on top of it. I think maybe, God, we've got something else to say. So, Lord, just be with us in the next few minutes. You are so good. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. You know what, guys? Um, I am just tickled to death to be here the last Sunday of 2023. If you're like me, you are coming into the end of this uh, year, kicking and screaming, maybe limping a little bit, uh, maybe with your mascara a little bit uh, smudged, maybe with your zipper down. You don't quite know that it's down. It has been one more year. Amen. Uh, maybe y'all are, your hair still where it's supposed to be. I am not. It has been one heck of a year. But isn't it funny the things that we'll put up with knowing that it's coming to the end of the year? Do you know what I mean? Like, I've heard people say, I know, I know I'm bigger than I've ever been. And I'm going to eat everything I want to because it's the end of the year. And I know January is coming. I'm going to get it together in January. How many of you have said that? I'm going to get it together in January. All y'all lied. Didn't raise your hand. Every one of you lied. I'm going to get it together in January. It's going to be okay. I I just know that I'm going to do real well. Or that car that you keep dropping all that money into, you know, the ka-clunk, 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 ka-clunk. I'm going to make it to the end of January. I'm going to make it to the end of December because I know At the end of the year, what do they do? They put those cars on sale, right? And I know that there's going to be a good deal on a new car, and I'm going to get that new car. If I can just make it till the end of the year, everything is going to be okay. Well, I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but this is a discussion that we had in our house, probably after a meal that I just slaved over and cooked, and I was in the kitchen all all day. Y'all just go ahead and laugh anytime you want to probably pop that hot pocket open and put it right in that microwave. And after Jeff was done, it takes a minute, y'all. He reared back in his chair and he said these words, babe, I think it's time. And I said, what you mean? He said, I'm going to just have to break down and it's time to get new underwear. And I said, you really feel the need to announce that to everybody 
reared back in your chair like Archie Bunker, you're going to just announce to everybody that that's the, the daily news for today. Yeah? Underwear doesn't quite have the elasticity that it used to. Shirts don't come quite down as far enough as they should, and I just think it's about time. I said, well, Lord, honey, thank you for that. I appreciate that. This was the discussion at my house. You know good and well what I'm talking about. Even the underwear, you will hold on to that pair of underwear that has many, many holes in it because you know Aunt Gail's going to give you those underwear under that tree. That bra that has half an underwear sticks you every day of your life. Somebody's going to give you a bra at Christmas. Well, I want you to know, church, I did not disappoint. I made all of Jeff's dreams come true on Christmas. All of his dreams. New, new underwear. Say amen. But here's what I'm going to tell you. After many, many packages opening of the tank underwear, I mean tank top, uh, undershirt, and the new underwear, guess what that man has on? Absolutely. There's an 85% chance right now if I got off this platform and jerked that shirt up, guess what he has on? The old one. And I don't understand. Why in the world do we ask for things if we're not going to use them? Why do we ask for things if it's not going to be enough, if we're not going to take advantage of them? (laughs) The raggedy thing does not fit. It doesn't fit. It's lost all of its use, and we still pull it out of the drawer. We still throw it downstairs to be washed. We still act like it's for us. It's not. It's so funny when we're talking about Jeff's underwear, isn't it? But how many of us do the same thing to God? How many of us pray and cry out and just beg God for that situation, that person, that opportunity, and he blesses us with it? And what do we do with it? Absolutely nothing. And we go back to our life as normal, as if he never did it to begin with. Because in reality, it would take too much effort on our part to change one thing. And we live our lives like somehow he got it wrong. And we've got the nerve to tell other people that he got it wrong. We go back to what we were, what we had before, even though it's not us. And our lives are stained And we wouldn't want anybody to see what's really underneath, right? I would die if you saw Jeff's undershirt. But as long as we keep all that hidden, you understand what I'm talking about. Church, we're at the end of the year. And I'm telling you right now, it's time that we do some inventory. The title of the message today is, it's time for inventory. If you're like Jeff and you got new stuff, and all of you got new stuff, in order to get the new stuff into the drawer, you have to take out the old stuff, right? You have to get rid of it. It would be ridiculous to keep the old stuff and the new stuff. Well, that's just dumb. Get rid of the old stuff. So I want you to take your phones out. We never do this. I want you to go ahead and take your phones out if you have them. And we're going to put two different versions of the same scripture on the screen. And I want you to take a picture of whichever version you like best. My daughter was 
uh, a crime detective show watcher. And so one of these jumped out at me much more so than the other. I couldn't believe the way it read. The first one is the one that you've all heard, the search me, oh God. Um, So this is the NIV version. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offense in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Isn't that sweet? That's, oh, right? Have you taken your picture? Now flip it to the other one. See, God's got to talk to me. Investigate my life, oh God, and find out everything about me. Go ahead and cross-examine me and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm all about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. That's the message. That reads a little bit different, doesn't it? That kind of feels like you're on the stand in front of Olivia, like you've done something wrong, right? See, God's got to talk to me a little bit harsher than maybe he has to talk to you. Go ahead and take your picture if you need to. Let me see if I can make this message a little bit more personal. You know, the end of the year, there's all these sales at the stores, right? All the sales. Everything's got to go. Everything has got to go because... All those things that you wanted that were too expensive in July, well, now they don't mean anything. They don't have any value to them, so now they're on the clearance rack, right? And so now you can get them for pennies on the dollar. Absolutely, pennies on the dollar. So when Christmas comes around and you ask for things, you ask for things, you, if you're following along in your bulletin, Sometimes we, ask, we, we act as the gift asker. Jeff Lynch was absolutely a gift asker at Christmas with his grand announcement about his underwear. He was a gift asker. We are in need, so we ask, and most of the time we received. Has that ever happened to you with God? You ask for something, he gave it to you, You were blessed more than you could ever imagine. He gives you every desire of your heart because he wants to and he can. Now let's do some inventory. What'd you do with it? It's awfully quiet. Some of you did really well. Some of you didn't appreciate it at all. Somehow the very thing that you prayed for just didn't satisfy you. It just didn't fit. And so you opted for the thing that you thought was better because somehow you know what fits you better. Somehow you know what's best for you. Scripture says, search me, investigate me. Find out everything about me. Know my heart. And he does. And he knows. The problem is we don't trust him enough to do it. We don't surrender to him and let him be God. We roadblock him every time. Have you been there? It's time for us to do some inventory, church. Time for us to make room for him in our lives, more of him, and certainly 
a whole lot less of us. Amen. So point number two, if you're in that store, you certainly are going to run into one of those store clerks. You know the ones. Can I help you? Can I help you find anything? You know them. There are two questions that my sweet husband asks wherever we go. Now, when we first started dating, I thought, that is so kind. The more we go along in this life, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like everywhere we go? Do you have to ask it everywhere we go? And so when I was putting this message together, I was like, I'm sorry, Lord. I understand now. I get it. I won't confess that to Jeff. I'll only confess that to y'all. I understand. There are two questions. One is to every salesperson or waitress, hey, buddy, how long have you been working here? Why do you care? Hey, buddy, how long have you been working here? And they go, oh, well, you know, six months, and his eyebrows go up to his hairline. Or if they say, oh, man, I've been here for years. Jeff's like, oh, oh, okay. Now, it depends on how the answer is to what the next question is. Inevitably, it goes to, if I was only here one time, and I could only order something if we're at a restaurant, if I could only order something here one time, what do you suggest? Or if we're at a store and they're infamous for something, he'll say, if I was only going to be here one time, what would you suggest I buy? And they go, oh, well, I, wow, whew, I don't know. Let me think about that. And nine times out of ten, whatever they say, Jeff will say, that sounds good. I'll go with that. Those people walk away from him. I'm like, you don't even like that. He was like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Nine times out of ten, it's the perfect thing. It's ridiculous. He gets his drink filled up 947 times. I'm over there sucking on the same ice cube that I had when I first sat down. He gets the best service in the world. It drives me insane. But here's what I know about those people. They've been through some type of training. They have some experience, right? They have a desire to want to help other people. They listened to what Jeff said. They go out of their way to serve. They suggested options for Jeff, right? They were knowledgeable about what they had. They were so eager to help him. They are invested in what they're doing. Their brand, whatever it is at that time, is so important to them. They added value to Jeff's life. Listen, if you go to a store and you have a really good store clerk, if you say, they say, can I help you? And you say, I'm just here to look for the jeans. And they say, oh, come over here. These are the best jeans, blah, blah, blah. If you have a really good store clerk, you're going to walk out of there with the best set of jeans, a shirt that goes with it, and some killer boots, right? Because that store clerk wants you to go out and say, Jackie at the mall was the best store clerk. You need to go see her, right? Isn't that how it's supposed to be when we accept Jesus. We essentially become employees of Jesus, store clerks, if you will. We then use terms like, how can I help you? Do you need anything? Hey, I'll just, I'll just be over here if you need me. Let me give you an example. Every Tuesday, except for the third Tuesday, Katie TJ and I, or some combination of the three, go to the jail, the women's jail. 
and we sit in a pod, sit in a, in a room with a bunch of women that we don't know. And we've prayed our guts out for them before we go. And we're asking Jesus to show up. We're praying that he'll show up. 100% of the time he does. So one time we go in and we sit down and I just know that I have the best message in the world. Don't you love that? When you just know that you're going to bless people and they're going to listen. And this girl comes in and she sits down and she's mad. She's just mad. And I thought, oh boy. And so she starts with her, I'm not going to listen to any of this. I'm not going to do it your way. My dad's a pastor. I know all about this. I'm not doing it. Me and my girlfriend this, and we're going to do this, and I've already, I'm not even supposed to be here. They've got me in here on a 2014 trumped up thing. I've already did my time, and then I came in here, and they found another charge. I'm not listening to this crap. It was awful. And I just sat, and I listened, and I prayed. And I thought, Lord, what do I do? Give me something. Help me. And for some reason... God makes me bold in that room. And I said to her, stop right there. Somebody hurt you. And she said, shut up, Jackie. And I said, I am so sorry that somebody hurt you like they did. Shut up, Jackie. And I said, you were that little girl. Your dad was the pastor. You sang in the choir. You loved Jesus, didn't you? I'm not talking to you. But the tears had started. And I said, you couldn't do enough. You were the first one in church, and you were the last one to leave. I'm not talking about this. This is dumb. I didn't want to come in here anyway. But somebody hurt you, didn't they? Somebody said something that hurt you. Good church-going people said something that just wrecked your world, didn't they? Whatever. And I said, then you just decided you were not going to listen to a word anymore, didn't you? Whatever. I said, can I tell you something? That wasn't Jesus. That wasn't God that said that to you. That was some church-going person. Jesus sent us here today to say, I'm sorry for that hurt. I am so sorry that they said that to you. But he hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about you at all. And all this rage that you have, it's okay to stop. The tears came. By the end of that session, she was a completely different human being. By the end of our time together, you could see the walls come down. You could see everything about her change. Oh my goodness, y'all. To be a store clerk at that women's jail at that particular time to say to her, I understand why you feel the way you feel, and I'm sorry, but it's not too late. It's not too late for you to dream again. It's not too late for you to love God again. He didn't do this. All of this that you have, you can turn it around and be everything that that little girl inside of you wanted to be when you were little. Oh, y'all. Can I tell you the next Tuesday, she was one of the first ones in there with her Bible. 
Here we go, Jackie. What are we talking about this week? Here we go. Not only did she come, six or seven of her people came with her. There she is. There they are. Sit down. What are we talking about today, Jackie? Hey, TJ, how's your family? I mean, she was a completely different human being. My God. To be a disciple in 2024, it's going to take all of us doing some inventory. What am I talking about? Going back to the questions that Jeff asked each of those salespeople and that waiter every time we go somewhere, the girls that go into the jail, we have to have been walking with Jesus and talking with Jesus for a while. How long have you been here? For a while. There's a relationship and it's authentic. And we want the best for every one of those women in there. We know that unless others have that with them, unless they have that relationship with Jesus, there's no future. There's no hope. So we are sold out for him. We are sold out for the brand of Christianity. God, we remind them who they are and whose they are. We remind them that they are not alone, not even in that jail. We remind them that God loves them enough to send us into them, into that area with them. We pray with them. We pray for them. We had to go through the training. We have to make sure that our hearts are right before we go in there. We have to follow the rules. We have to do the inventory, y'all. Have you done the training necessary to be a disciple of Jesus? Have you made room for him in your life? Have you made room of, for him in your schedule? Are you confident that you can witness to somebody face-to-face about what God has done in your life? Can you cut through the hurt and the BS and get to the why behind the disappointment and the failure? Scripture says, cross-examine me, test me, Get a clear picture of me and what I'm really all about. Isn't that what each one of us wants? Somebody to see us, really see us? Know my anxious thoughts and test me. There's a constant weeding process that goes on in our lives. It's called sanctification. We're never going to get there this side of heaven. But we're always striving always trying to do better, always trying to be holy like he is holy. The last category of folks, guys, they just clueless somebodies. Clueless somebodies. You may or may not even know that you're lost. Sometimes I don't know if I'm lost either. You think you've got it all together and people ask you how you're doing, I am doing great. I don't have to change a thing. Bless your heart. You may like your life just like it is. Do you? Do you really? Bless your heart. Listen, I'm going to give you some grace and mercy and all the things because you need it. You really do. We all come into this world clueless, right? When we all come into this world as babies, we are all just absolutely clueless. We make the dumbest, idiotic Fools of ourselves when we talk to those babies, don't we? Stupid. I make an idiotic fool of myself over my babies. Dumb. 
we have a, a granddaughter named Hadley. Jeff calls her Hateful Jane because she don't like him. I love her. She cries every time he even comes near her. However, she'll turn one February 13th. You would think that she was putting on a live performance at the Sydney, Australia, you know, opera house when that girl busts out into some E-I-E-I-O from the, you know, old McDonald had a farm. We just have a fit. She's a genius. Y'all don't even know what we're dealing with. Is she really a genius? No, she's a sponge. Her mama taught her that. The TV taught her that. And you know who else is a sponge? Your kids. And you know who else is a sponge? Baby Christians. And you know who else is a sponge? The youth group that goes to this church. And you know who else is a sponge? People that are lost and have no hope and are looking for a future and they're watching you. And you have the answer. And you have the answer. And what are you going to do with it? Our lady in the jail, she didn't wake up one day and decide today's the day. I'm going to get lost. Today's the day. Someone disappointed her. Someone discounted her, hurt her, betrayed her, took advantage of her. And it changed the whole direction of her life. And God loves her enough to come find her. Not everyone is as introverted as I am. I'm not introverted at all. So I know that you're saying, that's great, Jackie, but I'm not going into the jail. It's okay. And I know you're not going to lead a small group. It's okay. And I know you're not going to lead a Bible study. And I know you're not going to be a street preacher. And I know you're not going to get on this platform. And I know all the things. It's okay. God is not found in the tornadoes. And he's not found in the hurricanes. And he's not found in the, in the earthquakes. But I can tell you where he's found. A Japanese restaurant in Mebbin, North Carolina. See, I get really jealous sometimes, if I'm, if I'm honest. Because my daughter, Alex, posts a lot of things on Facebook. She has a lot of friends that she does a lot of things with. And I'm like, why? She never calls me. That was my buddy. That was my, that was my, my best friend. She and I have been to hell and back together. She always calls me to keep the kids. And so I thought, this is one time I'm going to do it. So I asked her and Bailey, come on, let's go, let's go do something. Let's go, me and you. Let's just go tear it up. So not like me. Ask me if we did that. No, because I just couldn't do it. It didn't fit. I couldn't leave Naomi at home. There she was looking like a baby deer. And I said, do you want to go? And she said, I'll be right back. So she goes downstairs. And so we, we went shopping, and it was a joy to go shopping. And I'm so thankful that Naomi was there. Because I always tell the stories of when Allie was young, when Allie and I, when Allie, 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 you mamas that have your daughters, you know. They're your heart. Daddies have daughters. I understand that. But when you've got a daughter, man. And so we're sitting there at the Japanese place. And 
there's a young guy that's sitting there with a young boy. And I didn't even know she was paying attention. Allie's been through some stuff in her life recently, and she's kind of blocked off her emotions. And I thought, she's not listening. And the guy says to his son, let me read you this text that I got from my friend in AA. And his son was maybe 10 years old. And I thought, what? Are you, don't do that. Don't read that. And the son said, yeah, dad, read it to me. I, yeah, I want to know what it says. And he was like, man, I'm really proud of you. That, that story that you shared in AA, man, that really touched me. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Keep going. And the son fist bumped him and said, dad, I'm proud of you. Nobody at my table made any inkling that they even heard what he was saying. And he kept going. He was talking about, man, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, really nervous. He was like, when they first sat down, he was like, listen, I'm going to get the spiced tuna sushi. You get anything from this side of the menu. And then he was like, no, 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 no. Don't let me tell you what to get. You get whatever you want. He was just really nervous. You get whatever you want. You could tell that he was trying to rebuild that relationship with him. You get whatever you want. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you what to get. And I just giggled. I just giggled. So we get ready to pay for our dinner. And Allie says, I'm getting that guy's dinner. I'm paying for his dinner. And I said, what? And she said, I've been listening the whole time. Did you hear him say this is the first New Year's that he's going to ring in sober? Did you hear him say that, Mom? I said, I did. I didn't know you were listening. She said, are you kidding me? You see, Allie's dad struggles with alcohol. And she said, I got this one, Mama. I've watched you do it all my life. I've got this one. And she said, I could tell that it was Dad's weekend because you see that guy's hair, the little boy, it is jacked up. I said, Allie, you know it's Daddy's weekend. And I've watched him the whole time try his very best. Try his very best. Man, yeah, I'll pay for his dinner. She said, but I can't tell what that woman's saying. So when she comes over here, you tell her I want that ticket. And I said, okay. So the lady comes over and I said, we'd like to get that guy's ticket. She said, oh, okay. So she goes and gets the ticket and she brings it back. Now the mama in me wanted to say, my daughter just paid for your dinner. And so I kind of hung back because I wanted him to know. I was so proud. And I was proud of him too. I wanted to say, keep going. Man, we're so proud of you. And she said, move along, mama. Nothing needs to be said. Move along. My God, today, tonight, there's a guy in Mebane, North Carolina, that will have had a conversation with his son to say, we got a dinner paid for because somebody heard me saying to you, I'm going to ring in the new year clean and sober for the first time in 27 years, son. And so Allie got in the car and she goes, you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing to bring in the new year clean and sober. You could do, why couldn't you? Why couldn't you? Why couldn't you, Allie? Why couldn't you? And the whole time I thought, wouldn't it be cool to be like everybody else in Allie's life? when really all God wanted me to be was me. And look how he showed up.
It's time to do inventory, church. See, it matters who's in your circle. It matters who you hang out with. It matters who you do life with. Do they love Jesus like you do? If they don't, God doesn't have a chance to move like he does. He doesn't have an opportunity to show up like that. But boy, when he does, my God, when he does, everybody kind of stand up. (laughs) After all of this, you understand you're in three categories, right? You're either the gift asker, you're in need of something, and it's okay to ask. But you're going to have to do some inventory today. You're going to have to put that pride aside. You're going to have to put that humility. You're going to have to find that somewhere. You're going to have to surrender long enough to ask your father for whatever it is that you need. He's got it. He knows you better than you know yourself. Ask him. Ask him. If you're not a gift asker, you're the store clerk. He has blessed you, and you know without a shadow of a doubt that he's ready to use you. Maybe you need the training. Maybe you don't know what your next step is. Time for you to do the inventory. Can you get rid of some of the stuff in your life that's blocking you from being used? Can you make room to go through some training? Can you make some time in your schedule to come on to the church and help Jeff? My Lord, do we need your help. Can you do that? People leave the church all the time because they say, well, nobody saw me, nobody heard me, nobody answered me. Jeff is one person. What's he supposed to do? You have the answer. What are you supposed to do? It's time to take inventory. See, you're ready. What's keeping you from stepping into what you can do? So you're either the gift asker, you're the store clerk, or you're just lost. And you know what? If you're lost, hallelujah, you're in the right place. Amen? It never failed when my mom and I would go on a road trip. We'd get lost. Oh, my gosh. And I would be so frustrated, and I would be screaming, and I knew words, y'all, because my daddy was a sailor. I knew every word I could think of. I could link them together. And my mom would say, we're not lost. We just don't know where we are. And I was like, listen, Mary Poppins, we are lost. And she would inevitably unfold this map that was a map of the entire world, okay? And she would send me into the gas station. You know the one. You know the one. And I would say, hi, sir, I have no idea where I am. Can you get me back to I-40? And he would say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You go out here and you take a left. If you take a right, you're going to have to go three houses down and turn around and come back. Don't do that. That's not what you want to do. You want to take a left. You go three stoplights down. Charlie, is it three stoplights or is it two? Three or two. And I'm like, I don't even know if I take a right or a left at this point. I don't even know how to do this. I don't know what's going on. He would say, it's two. I'm sorry, it's two. It used to be three, but the big city came in. They took away that one. It's two. You go out here. You take a right, not a left. No, a left, not a right. There's two. And I don't even know what I'm doing. Can I tell you something? There's not a finer pastor anywhere than Jeff Lynch. And I can tell you that because I live with him. And I can tell you that because I've been hurt before by church, just like you have. And I've been waiting for eight years for him to disappoint me. 
and not one time has he done it. That man walks with Jesus and he talks with Jesus and he knows him. He prays for you, for me. He prays over us. There's not a more serious calling on any man's life that I know of. If you're lost, I'll tell you somebody that can get you pointed in the right direction. There's orange cards everywhere. I put a whole stack everywhere. They're everywhere. If I were you, the last Sunday of 2023, I'd do some inventory during this last song. I'm going to ask Jeff to stand right here. He knows I'm going to do this. And I'm telling you what right now. I would write on this card, Jeff, I've got one life. I've got one life. And I'm only passing through this way one time. If I'm only coming here one time, what do you suggest? If I'm only coming through here one time, and we're only coming through here one time, y'all, this is not a dress rehearsal, this is it. What do you suggest? I believe what he'll do is take that orange card from you, shake your hand, and he'll get in touch with you. Can we pray? God, I know, I know that I know that I know that I'm in the presence of people that love you and they want to do more and they want to be sold out for you, but they don't know how and they're scared and they need to inventory out all the lies that people have told them that they're not worthy, they're not smart enough, the calling's not on them, they don't get it. They do. They do. Nothing has disqualified them. Nothing has been said or done that you can't turn around for your good. God, the last Sunday of 2023 ought to go out with a bang. We ought to walk out of here like store clerks that believe truly in the brand that we are proposing, that we are wearing, that we are speaking of. Let us be the best store clerks you've ever seen. When people are with us, they'll know that they'll know that they'll know that we talk with you and that we walk with you and that you are just everything to us. Jeff cannot possibly do it all on his own. And here we sit in the pew, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and you've blessed our lives in so many ways. And then we sit back down and we say, now you do it, Jeff, go do it. And then we say, why are all the people leaving the church? Why are all the people leaving the church? Jeff's one man. But here's what I know. He needs a bunch of store clerks all around him saying, I got you, Jeff. I'll be over here in jeans. I got you, Jeff. I'll be over here in shirts. I got you, Jeff. I'm over here in shoes. I got you, Jeff. I'm over here in accessories. Give them to me. I'll help them. Give them to me. I got you. Give them to me. I've been there. I got you, Jeff. I'll tell them. And when they walk out of Compassion Church, they ought to look like something different. God, you know, you know that there are warriors in this room. There are lions in this room. There are people who have forgotten who they are. But you love them enough today to tell them one more time who they are. And if they're lost, we'll give them directions. If they ask, you will give them every desire of their heart. 
God, it's time for us to do inventory and weed out everything negative so that you then can pour in all the blessings, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, everything that you ever wanted us to be, ever created us to be, God. It's right there. So as this final song is played, God, I am begging you to prick the heart of your children so that they will be everything that you need them to be. I pray that there's a connection between them and Jeff on the last Sunday of 2023 to say, here we are, Jeff. Let's move forward to 2024 strong, united, together as one. All of this I ask in your precious, powerful, mighty, holy name. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com. 